this shortcast, Dr. Sandra Houghton discusses a case of hyperlysinemia identified by urine newborn screening, published in October 2023. Hyperlysinemia is a biochemical abnormality caused by a deficiency of the first enzyme involved in lysine catabolism, 2-aminoadipic semialdehyde synthase, or AASS. In most cases, this is caused by biallelic mutations in the AASS gene. The province of Quebec in Canada has the only newborn screening program that employs urine screening in addition to dried blood spot screening. The urine newborn screening program complements blood spot screening by allowing the detection of disorders that would otherwise not be identifiable, such as Triple H syndrome, which has a relatively high incidence in Quebec. In our case, the urine screen showed a profile of cystinuria, but with a very high increase in urinary lysine. Follow-up diagnostic evaluation confirmed the diagnosis of hyperlysinemia. Plasma lysine was highly elevated with a parallel increase in urine lysine and an associated dibasic aminoaciduria. Molecular testing revealed biolytic variants in AASS. Through heterologous expression and analysis of the variant recombinant proteins, we show that these AASS variants are deleterious for enzyme function. Hyperlysinemia is generally considered a benign metabolic condition. This means that it can be diagnosed through biochemical and genetic testing, but is considered non-harmful to the affected individuals. Several early case reports in the 60s have associated hyperlysinemia with developmental delay, intellectual disability, and muscle weakness through screening of affected and institutionalized children for abnormal plasma amino acids. A follow-up study, however, questioned the causal relationship because healthy hyperlysinemic family members were also identified. Since then, other reports were consistent with the benign nature of hyperlysinemia. The potential pathogenicity of hyperlysinemia was formally addressed by Don Cesadal in 1983. These authors selected 10 cases trying to avoid ascertainment bias. In this study, no adverse effects could be attributed to hyperlysinemia. This implies that clinical symptoms previously associated with hyperlysinemia are caused by other genetic or environmental factors. At the time of our report, this boy with hyperlysinemia was 11 months old. He was born at term following an uncomplicated pregnancy with normal growth parameters. The perinatal period was also normal. Since birth, he has been regularly followed by his pediatrician and our center with normal growth, development, and physical exam. The uncertain clinical significance of hyperlysinemia was discussed with his parents, and they opted for not starting him on a lysine-restricted diet. His parents haven't noticed any persistent or intermittent neurological symptoms, and he has never required emergency care. Therefore, the identification of this case through urine newborn screening further establishes that hyperlysinemia is a biochemical abnormality with limited clinical consequences and may not require any intervention. So by now, you must be wondering why study and report on a case with an established non-harmful biochemical abnormality. Well, first of all, hyperlysinemia is very rare, with an estimated incidence of approximately 1 in 500,000 newborns. Given this, and the small number of studies available, it remains difficult to unequivocally state that hyperlysinemia is entirely benign. At the same time, hyperlysinemia cases will continue to be diagnosed, for example through clinical exome sequencing. These patients should receive counseling about this condition with the best available evidence. The identification of a case of hyperlysinemia in the unique Quebec urine newborn screening program presented an opportunity to reassess the clinical significance of hyperlysinemia without ascertainment bias. In addition, 
We and others are investigating substrate reduction through inhibition of AASS as a novel treatment option for glutaric aciduria type 1 and pyridox-independent epilepsy, which are two clinically significant disorders of lysine degradation. Additional data on hyperlysinemia cases will provide further reassurance regarding inhibition of AASS as a potential therapeutic approach. Therefore, we consider the current case of interest to the community and would be excited to include your additional cases of hyperlysinemia in a retrospective cohort study. If you'd like to read this paper, please visit the JIMD Reports webpage or click the link in the podcast description. If you have a case of hyperlysinemia and are interested to contribute to our studies, do not hesitate to reach out. Thanks to my co-authors for the opportunity to collaborate and to you for listening.